Welcome to the manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors. Macabre manor of mead, metal, and mayhem. Okay. Um, mixing things up because I am <laughs> Mixed Master Chip. <laughs> I can't even do that with a straight face. I'm James. <laughs> Starting to wonder about that. I'm Jody. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's true because you're irritating me. No way. So. <laughs> That, that is true. <laughs> and welcome back to part five of Led Zeppelin's fifth album arc, Houses of the Holy. Yay! We'll, we'll see if we can finish up in five. I, I think we can. Okay. I have faith in us. I don't, but whatever. Well, I have faith in me. It's always good to have faith in yourself. It is. Misplaced or not. Yeah. Yeah, so what are you drinking, Jody? Gin and tonic. Ooh, Graham Chapman would approve. Cheers to Graham. To Graham! So my, my, do what? That's what I said. Deja vu. How what? Deja vu. Moving on. <laughs> Welcome back to the twin... No. <laughs> my... My beer I'm having is pretty much Led Zeppelin related because it's uh, the last of my winter ales from Einstock, which is Icelandic. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. And, you know, Iceland, where they come from the land of the ice and snow. It's literally in the name. But, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where Robert Plant got his inspiration for Immigrant Song while they're doing shows in Iceland. But you'd know if you listen to that specific old target uh, arc thing, Majig Bob. Yeah, what you said. What I tried to say. <laughs> All right, so I have, I have, I have two editions from b before we get to the to the songs. Is that cool? I guess. I'm doing them anyway. So, uh, I, I finally finished the the Jimmy Page the second of his big ass coffee table anthology autobiography books mm -hmm. and i know in this particular i'm not going to go back and do the things we missed from previous albums but in this particular album i know we talked about their touring yes we did but this is the point where they started doing huge ass stadiums like huge stadium and selling them out and beating records yeah uh some of which still stand but i'm not sure which and i'm not going to get into it the other little errata, or, well, it's not really errata, it's just a, an addition. You know, it's not being changed. Addendum. There we, addendum, yes, addendum. It's an addendum, dumb, dumb. <laughs> uh, Jimmy talked about the, and this was, I think, just, well, if not the last Zep, the one before, where they, where uh, their money was stolen out of the hotel safe. Yeah. And And Jimmy says he found out the money gone. From Peter Grant when he's on the wings of the stage, just ready to go on to the final concert at, at Madison, which, you know, mm -hmm. we talked about. But he says later, I was told that the robbery had something to do with the night porter. When the money disappeared, so did he. Oh. Now, keep in mind, I'm not saying Jimmy would be adverse to putting this in there to, you know, make it seem like Zeppelin had nothing to do with it. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, yeah. He didn't lie about anything else in the book, so. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever heard that about the Night Porter. But that, yeah. you know, I mean, that, that does sound suspicious. 
A little bit. Uh, but anyway, I'm. I, those are my addendums. Okay. Thank you. The episode's over. Go. No, sorry. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> hey, the songs. Finally. <laughs> and every episode. Yeah, so this time, Jody's like, songs? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm uh, talking about all this other stuff's fun, though. So, you know, it's no yeah. big deal. Yeah. All right. So I uh, figure we'll go in order like usual. Okay. And song one, side one. The song remains the same. And started as a song called The Overture, which then became a song called The Campaign, and finally a song called The Song Remains the Same. I want to say there's a fourth name in there, too, that I actually pulled out of that book, but I can't find that snapshot picture, so I'm going to not worry about it. Okay. But uh, Jimmy's initial idea was that this would sag right into the second song, The Rain Song. We'll Kinda get to yeah, we'll, we'll get to next, because it literally does sag into The Rain Song, yeah. which is next live they did that better but yeah huh, huh. I, I found i found it i put it in my notes that's why i couldn't find it in my pictures it was originally called the plumpton and worcester races according to led zeppelin's official website <laughs> and and when i say the worcester races that's i think how it's pronounced in america we would probably say worcester uh, you know i'm not even going to attempt it <laughs> But, I'm gonna fuck it up one way or the other. What's that? Worcestershire? Yeah, that. The Worcestershire sauce. So that's Worcestershire. It's Worcestershire. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I have it on good authority from my friend Polly, who's well, she's English. So yeah. Oh, okay. And anyway, uh the, the final name would come from plants, lyrics, distilling wisdom acquired during the band's lengthy time on the road. He said, every time I sing, the song remains the same, I just picture the fact that I've been around the world, and at the root of it all, there's a common denominator for everybody. Robert Plant told NME, the, the new Musical Express, in 1973, mm -hmm. and the common denominator is what makes it good or bad, whether it's a Led Zeppelin or an Alice Cooper. Did he really mention Alice Cooper? Yeah. Cool. Yep. It's part of the quote. Cool. I thought so. Other than that, a couple little notes uh, included the opening chords from the Yardbirds' Tinker Tailor Soldier Sailor. And huh. Yeah. I know. I didn't catch that either until I read that. I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. I went back and I'm like, oh, what? Oh, damn, what do you know? <laughs> yeah. All right. And the plant's vocals were sped up in the song. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little to, to make it match a little bit better there. That's kind of neat. And the and it's some of Jimmy's most outrageously awesome use of guitar overdubs. Oh, hell yeah. There's a lot of overdubs. There's a few, yeah. But that, that's what I have on The Song Remains the Same. I didn't know if you had something. Um, No, not really. All right, then let's move on to The Rain Song. Yes, let's. Which is kind of a toss-up between this and Stairway to Heaven for being my favorite Zeppelin song. Hmm. I mean, got to probably give it to Stairway just because it's so awesome, but the Rain song is is really just melodically fantastic. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. Part of it came about partially inspired because uh, George Harrison was uh-huh. hanging out with John Bonham. And, and Jimmy also says Jimmy was around. But anyway, uh, definitely John Bonham was around. And George told John that Zeppelin's avoidance of slow songs made Jimmy go, I'll give him a ballad. <laughs> <laughs> and even included a couple of notes of George's Beatles song something inside of it as a little meh. <laughs> But a plan says it's one of his favorite vocal performances with Zeppelin Mm -hmm. and Bonham. uh, In the beginning, you can hear he's using brushes and stuff, Mm -hmm. but it can just continued using the brushes. Even when they got to the faster part, he just kept using the brushes and wanged away. (laughs) And you can't tell. Yeah, because it's Bonham. Yeah. That's what I have on the rain song. I know I had way more notes on stairway, but that's because it's stairway and everybody knows about stairway. Right. Yeah. I, um, it may be up there in my top five. Not sure exactly where I'd rank it, but yeah, it is. Uh, I've liked it ever since the first time I've heard it. And it just, it kind of grows on me a little bit more every time I listen to it. Yeah. You get all the little nuances. Yeah, yeah, and that's there are a lot of nuances in that song. <laughs> I I wish I could find it. I've somewhere in some place I've got a bit of sheet music where I started writing my own, uh, inspired by the rain song. Song, mm-hmm. yeah, I know no lyrics or anything, just the guitar bit, and I loved it. I thought it was really nice, but I never really. It was just before I went through my divorce from my first wife. Ah, okay. And, and so, you know, a lot of stuff got put on the back burner for about two or three years. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's how much I like it. Okay. So um, I was just going to say, before we move on to the next one, um, when they played these songs live, uh, especially on that tour, they would seg from Song Remains the Same straight into the Rain song. Um, this these two songs gave Jimmy Page an opportunity to play the double neck Gibson that he had made so that he could do Stairway to Heaven. But what was really surprising when I watched the concert film was I would have thought that the song remains the same would have been what he played on the six string neck and the rain song would have been what he played on the 12 string neck, but it was the opposite. Yep. He played the song remains the same on the 12 string neck and the rain song on the six string neck. And that, that just absolutely blew my mind. Yeah, I, I knew how to play the rain song for quite a while. Cause it's one of my favorites and I've got the tab, you know, that we talked about and it's, it's complex and neat on a six string 12 string would be who I don't, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not Jimmy page, regardless of what Larry Bell says, but you know, that, that that'd be tough. Yeah. Sorry, inside joke. And Larry, if you are listening, you're cool, man. You know, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was that water under the bridge. Where's where's that compounded bridge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, that's that's what I have on the rain song. Okay. Hey, over the hills and far away. Yeah. A song that it is very difficult for me not to play every time I pick up any acoustic guitar ever. <laughs> I just 
even over stairway. I just kind of like the I'm not gonna, yeah, that's that's not even remote. If I started doing that in the hall, people would be like, What fucking song are you doing? I'm like, Over the hills and far away. And I know, no, you're, no, you're not. not. No, you're not. <laughs> hey, you might think that's what it is, but trust me, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what you're hearing in your head, but out here it's murder. <laughs> Murder face, murder face, murder face. <laughs> I missed that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but before we get to Metal Apocalypse, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Over the Hills and Far Away was written about the hippie lifestyle, including references to the open road, and was <laughs> developed in two halves with a quiet acoustic section leading into a livelier electric one. And it was one of the first to be introduced into. Led Zeppelin's live set from this album being yeah. first played even in mid-1972. Yeah. Was influenced by Tolkien's poem, J.R.R. Tolkien of Hobbit fame, Over uh -huh. the Hills and Far Away. I'm not going to read. Maybe we'll do another poetry corner and we can read it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's that's all I have on Over the Hills and Far Away. All right, I will assume that means you're ready to move on to. Uh, yes, yeah. All right, the next one is The Crunge. The Crunge. Uh, they still no, have not... a bridge. <laughs> I have a note on that in a second. <laughs> uh, there, there is a theory out there that The Crunge was written by Robert about his sister-in-law, Shirley, which he would later have a child with. Uh-huh which I do believe we mentioned somewhere in one of the past Zeppelin episodes, but yeah, yeah, he, uh, um, his, his, his first wife, they, they divorced and he, he ended up hooking up with his ex-sister-in-law Uh huh. or knowing him and his Welsh hippie dippy sheep farm lifestyle at the same time. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, engineer Eddie Kramer said, I love all that James Brown stuff Robert does about taking it to the bridge. Because, of course, there is no bridge in this track. Hence, the in-joke ending. Where's that confounded bridge? Yep. And intentionally made it so it cannot be danced to with its odd time signatures, which is funny considering the next song is called Dancing Days. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I have on the crunch. Very well. Very, very, very good. Very good, my, my good sir. No, thank, thank you. Although I will say that the Crunch and Dancing Days, which is the next one, are not my favorite songs on this album. No, I uh, the Crunch. I, I think it's a very neat song. You could tell they had a lot of fun doing it. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's it's not my go-to. Uh, you know, I think I took this note out because I just. Oh no, no, it's the next one. Never mind. Uh -huh. <laughs> Never mind, but yeah, it, it's a good song, and I don't mind Dancing Days. They're just not my favorite on this album, which still means they can be kick ass. Yeah, now Dancing Days got a lot of airplay. It it did, but a lot of things get airplay that I don't agree with. Right, but I think I and I don't know if it was actually released as a single in the U.S. I know they didn't really. If, if stuff got released as a single by them, it was more than likely the record company doing it, not them. Uh, no, we we talked about this last time. I just flipped back, and it was the B side to the single "Over the Hills and Far Away." Okay. And and the crunch 
was the B-side to an upcoming song single, Jermaker, Dire Maker. So, but, which is funny because I, I remember hearing Dancing Days on the radio, but not Over the Hills and Far Away. Not until, I was, not until later when I was in high school. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. But when I was younger, when I was a little kid, Dancing Days is one I would hear on the radio. But hmm. I don't know. Dancing Days. Mm-hmm. It, not my favorite, but I do love the idea because when they recorded it, they did the playback. The band liked it so much that they were on the lawn at Star Groves during the playback of the music, dancing around to it, giving the idea for the title and some lyrics. Cool. And as much as I love Jimmy's guitar playing on stage motions with his hands and the bow and everything, I, I, it's really hard for me to picture three of the four of them dancing with any rhythm whatsoever. Yeah. I, I'm going to give Robert some credit and say maybe him. Yeah. And by the way, there are a couple pictures in the Jimmy Page thing of them dancing, but they're stills. So, you know. Oh, okay. So it's kind of neat. Oh, yeah, it's uh, inspired by an Indian tune that Plant and Page heard while in Bombay. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah, oh. you mentioned their trip to Bombay earlier. I did. And and if you don't remember that, go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, I don't remember which one it was. I By now, I don't either. I'd have to look back, and I'm not going to. You should just go listen to all the episodes on every Zeppelin thing ever. You should just go back and listen to all the episodes. You know, that way you won't miss it. Yeah, you're definitely, yeah, good good idea. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're welcome very little. But, you know, I, I actually have this note. I, it's been, you know, I made these notes not too long ago, but since we've, you know, recorded on different nights, good job with thinking of the radio because my note does say, first track Atlantic gave for radio airplay. Oh, maybe that's why I got so much airplay. Yeah, so it's not a single, but given to radios. Which in the album-oriented rock days really didn't matter because the DJs were playing whatever they wanted to off the album anyway. Or sometimes the whole album. <laughs> sometimes the whole album. Yeah, but I am, I'm ready to move on if you are, but I, if you have more. No, no we, can, we can move on. Next one, pronounced in America forever and ever, and I think even in England as Dire Maker. But that's uh, wrong. Hey, uh, Jody, my my wife's gone to the West Indies. Jamaica? No, she wanted to go. <laughs> uh. Uh. Oh, in, in uh, two thousand five, just so everybody knows, it's canon. <laughs> mm-hmm. A two thousand five interview, Plant discussed the different interpretations and pronunciations of the name of the song, and he explained that the title is derived from an old joke. The two friends have that exchange Jody and I just did. <laughs> yep. So it is pronounced Jamaica. Because, you know, this not just Jamaica. He said you actually have to do it in an English accent, which which sounds like did Jamaica. So Jamaica. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, anyway, Jones said that he and Bonham hated Jamaica. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think the band was really fond of that song. I, I'm not sure any of them loved it, but yeah, Jones and Bonham evidently hated it. <laughs> now, I 
this this was the other single off of the album uh yes second single released second so this one is the one i mean because dancing days i heard as a kid this one i heard a lot as a kid i did too it's fun to play it's got a neat little guitar rhythm well it's it's reggae paint the paint a went out went out so uh-huh. there's a show called how i met your mother yes which which went off years ago but there is one little joke where uh, barney stinson one of the characters he's like what's that one reggae song oh yeah all of them (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah Yeah, according to jones he said john was interested in everything except jazz and reggae he didn't hate jazz but he hated playing reggae he thought it was really boring when we did jamaica he wouldn't play anything but the same shuffle beat all the way through it. <laughs> he hated it, and so did I. It would have been all right if he had worked at the part. The whole point of reggae is that the drums and the bass really have to be very strict about what they play, and he wouldn't, so it sounded dreadful. <laughs> uh, Bonzo being a little passive-aggressive in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, you know, we don't get as many quotes from Jones as we do uh, Blanton Page, but his quotes are some of the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> I don't, you know, he, in a way, he's always been kind of my favorite member of the band. I can see that. And that was even before I started tr- trying to play the bass. Um, when I was still playing guitar, I, I, I always kind of, I guess, identified with Jonesy a little bit more than the others. It's kind of chill, laying the groove down. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know out of the band who I identify with, so I, I you know, I think we should just move on from that. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm ready to move on, unless you have more on Dire Maker. <laughs> I, I do not. <laughs> All right, so No Quarter is like Jody said for Rain Song for me. No Quarter is one of the songs that grows on me more and more each time I hear it. Oh, yeah. I, I liked it to begin with, but each time it just gets, you, you hear something a little more. Yeah. Um, and, and live, this song, I mean, not, even if they didn't make this like a showcase for Jonesy where it would stretch out to like 12 minutes, <laughs> live, this song is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, um, it is. and it's and it's very very jazzy. Oh uh, yeah, it's yeah. probably the strongest jazz influence of any song that they've done. Maybe I might disagree, but if I do, it's going to be in an upcoming album. Because I, I, well, I guess I can give you. I know, um, I, I always fuck up the name even when I'm sober. Carousel Umbrella. Carousel Umbrella. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> the bunny um carousel umbrella okay <laughs> carousel and bella bella <laughs> you know i think josie would appreciate if um <laughs> that was redone with that type of uh <laughs> yeah yeah my, I, yeah that one i could i could see that one being yeah that one that one's got kind of a jazzy feel to it i mean it's it's got multiple things but some some jazz yeah yeah but yeah, I, I no quarters up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah, it was a revive from the Four Symbols album Sessions, and the bulk of it was written by Jones, mm-hmm. which does kind of make it an additional extra dick move for Page and Plant when they used it on their 1994 Unleaded album. And didn't have Jones involved. It did not involve Jonesy. Yeah. But I, I will say that Jones got a little, uh, what, what do the young kids call it, a slapback? Um, sure, yeah. Smack back, whatever the fuck. I'm trying to be young and I should not be. <laughs> Why? Rolled, embrace it. Call it clap back. Clap back. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but I, I do embrace my age. <laughs> oh, but when they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1995, Jonesy hinted at this saying, I'd like to thank my friends for finally remembering my phone number. <laughs> I, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Another reason why I think he's one of probably my favorite member of the band. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Oh, but yeah, this I just the song too. It's so moody too. It's not just jazz. It's moody. It's it's dark. It is extremely musically. It's dark. Well, lyrically, it's a little dark too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, no quarters. again, Again, when I was a little kid, this was a song I heard on the radio a lot, and we talked about with the fourth album how. Every one of those songs was got had, had gotten airplay. This album had quite a bit. You know, I've, I've heard every song played on the radio from this album, but "Song Remains the Same" and the "Rain" song are are rare to hear. Yeah, yeah, and we—I mean, I think we used to hear it more in the late '80s, early '90s when there was that big Zeppelin revival on radio. Yeah, because I've pretty much I've heard every zeppelin song on the radio yeah yeah probably well 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 because i remember zzq they would they would have like a weekend where they would do like led zeppelin a to z and they would play every album cut (laughs) in alphabetical order i'm gonna talk about um zzq when uh, we're thinking about doing a well i I imagine we will because it'll be a nice short episode but the first time we were introduced to zeppelin whether it was Zeppelin or not, which is different, because I've already said Jody's given me Zeppelin three album to listen to. Mm-hmm. But I will say that um, that's not the first time I was introduced to members of Zeppelin. Yeah, but that that'll wait until we do that episode. Okay, but I'll bring ZZQ up there too. But yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no quarter, just a awesomely mood. It's, that one actually is probably up there for one of my favorites on this album. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And maybe even a top 10 Zeppelin song altogether. I like you, I'd have to think about it and man, I'd be tough to make. Can I put with top, top 10? Definitely. I mean, I could probably make a top 10 or so, but I don't know if I could order them. Yeah. That's always hard. <laughs> what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's what I have on No Quarter. Okay. Um, I feel like there's something else I should say about it, but I don't know what. I don't either. <laughs> I, you're right. It's dark. It's moody. It's a little jazzy. Jonesy's showcase and nice organ. And whenever I hear it, all I can think about are mists going over fields. And then as they get into the lyrics, the mists part and you see dead bodies from fighting yeah. like battles. Yeah. Which is why lyrically it's a dark, 
It's um, it's it's one of the few tracks of theirs that I would actually say is a heavy metal song. In spite of the fact that the main instrument is Jonesy's organ. I know you're laughing at that because that's probably not the way I should have ordered that. Ordered that, But yeah, 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 that's, yeah. <laughs> and what an organ it was. It's why the cross-dressers in Australia loved him. <laughs> and not being rude, that's what they were called at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> Sorry, anyway. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 I ruined I ruined the moment. <laughs> Were, were you done or did you have more I'll i was quiet. done <laughs> just just shut up and move on so we can finish this album dick <laughs> so so we'll finish up with the last song on the album the ocean uh-huh i i will say you should listen to this in stereo yes it it's yeah uh because they jimmy mixes it so well i mean jimmy and uh oh he's the pretty who the hell engineer i think he had three or four different engineers which is why i, I always kind of mm, sometimes don't the engineer wouldn't have necessarily mixed it no jimmy's the yeah yeah eddie kramer george uh i always mispronounce his name um chance okay uh, Keith and Hardwood. The only one I can really think of because he worked with Hendrix and he worked with Kiss. Yeah, but uh, Jimmy's the one who produced it, and, and he wanted he'd mixed it so you get the swell back and forth between the left and right channels, or you know your headphones or speakers or whatever to to actually yeah. feel like an ocean. How about yeah? Is a metaphor for the sea of heads that faced lead singer Robert Plant in the auditoriums, mm-hmm. and the ocean had been played live before the album came out. Yeah, and when he talks about the girl who won my heart, he's speaking of Carmen Plant, who is now three years old. Yeah, yeah, talking about his daughter. And Robert himself sampled it for his song "Tall Cool One." He did, yes. But that is, uh, and that's kind of what I have. Uh, we've talked about the deluxe editions before because sometimes they have different songs. On this mm-hmm. particular one, uh, they're all the like it's just the songs but with rough mixes or or sort of overdubby differences or no core no vocals or whatever so you know there's there's really not much on the deluxe edition from 2014 that that's new or different no no but that that's that's it i mean okay so i referenced uh our our friend larry who a musician he would let jody and i come over and he'd record us and everything so larry's a great guy he, he would yeah. we had a falling out sort of but i'm not ever sure exactly whose fault and don't care i hope he's doing well that was that was 30 some years ago and yeah i hats off to larry <laughs> hats off to larry and roy harper and, and roy harper yeah <laughs> but yeah but i was just gonna say i actually remember he had a nice system and mm-hmm. one of the first times i heard the ocean really done well was on his stereo because he had it hooked up well and you could actually like in his room he had the speakers set up in a way that you could really hear the the swelling going back and forth so it was really cool i heard it because i always listen to it with headphones on but <laughs> yeah that's just how i did things <laughs> it's just how i 
Yeah, I, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that is it for me. Is it for Houses of the Holy? Do you have anything to add on any Houses of the Holy things, my good sir? Um, no, I'm all out of numbers. <laughs> I'm all, that's an air supply song, right? I'm, Two, I'm uh-huh. all out of numbers. I'm so lost without them. I cannot add more. <laughs> sure. So write us a song, Stein, man. <laughs> Oh shit! Steinman did write that, didn't he? Uh, he wrote a few of their songs. Yeah, the the best one is uh, "Making Love Out of Nothing." No, wait, yeah, "Making Love Out of Nothing" at all is my yeah. favorite air supply song by and it, written by Jim Steinman. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just just anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know we have mentioned some of the spookier things like Crowley and things, and we said we'd do another episode. So we're not completely done with this sort of era but it won't really be zeppelin it'll just be the crossover of jimmy and alistair crowley and and i've got ideas for um like tarot things that go with it because of how jimmy used tarot with you know in the zeppelin four thing and so mm-hmm. there'll be some crossover okay but that that'll be a different episode like the witches international terrorist conspiracy from hell which what? The acronym is WITCH. <laughs> is it really an acronym if you start the first word with the letter of the first word? Yeah. Wait, what? What What the hell did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> the first word with the first... Usually you do start the first word with the first word. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. <What>? President. <laughs> uh-huh. Fine, you got me on that one. <laughs> And if that sounds familiar, it's because I used it in the last Call of Cthulhu game we played. <laughs> anyway, yes. that's what that's what I have. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, no, I think I'm good. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on and finish this up before I ask you three more times. Okay. So I'll say, rate us, review us, write us, share us, sing our praises, worship us. Oh yeah. Bow down at our feet. Well, maybe not that one. Make us your overlords of the earth. Ooh, 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 then we can say we are your overlords. We are you. <clears throat> Do we come from the land of ice and snow? Well, uh, Indiana, uh, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I moved down here, I used to tell people I came from the frozen tundra of Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't wrong. On on that note, <laughs> I'm, I'm Jamaica James. <laughs> I'm over the hills and far away, Jody. <laughs> You're over the hill anyway. <laughs> hey, I'm far away. It's like 400 <laughs> miles. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> and there's hills between us. so. <laughs> and it would take days to dance over them. <laughs> oh, no, there's a toll road coming up, but I have no quarter. <laughs> if you keep going down the road, you'll get to the ocean. <laughs> Which is coming up high on the beach because of all the rain, son. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll crunch at you later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. I got peeps.
I wonder what happens if I soak one in my gin and tonic. <laughs> It'll either be the best thing or the worst of both. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm going to. Mushy pile of floral marshmallow. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to work song range the same in there. <laughs>